when much is given, much is required. Yep. And, you know, if our, if our community is going to give us the pleasure and honor of being in business by using our services, we want to give back. It, it just is a reciprocal relationship. We can't just keep taking. It's just, it's a delight to see their faces and that, you know, like they're going to live comfortably through the winter with some heat and some hot water. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's Todd and Elaine Damption of Mainstream Home Services in Spokane, Washington. And they are this amazing husband and wife team who believe, like so many of our other successful partners, that they are part of something much bigger than themselves. This is actually a common thread that we found in successful service companies. And that's why we have them on our show today. This is The Localpreneur Show, where we share the conversations our agency has with the local service companies that have determined to make a difference. They aren't just good at what they do, but more importantly, they set out intentionally to impact their local communities as well as their own team members, and they do it in big ways. As entrepreneurs, they aren't only building their businesses, they also are reaching into their communities and their people and producing really incredible things. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Uh, before we jump into this conversation, um, Todd, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, how you got started in this business, and Elaine, will come to you next. I'm Todd Damshin. I'm owner, founder, and CEO of Mainstream Electric, Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Uh, now we, we go by Mainstream Home Services because we cover you know pretty much all, all the comfort systems in the home, and we've been in business for over 21 years now. And just within a few short years of owning our business, I brought my lovely wife, Elaine, in to the business to help me out. That's when it really took off. Is that is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> oh, there's no question. Yeah, like it, it, it was a shot in the arm for sure to, to help out because I just couldn't do it all anymore. Um, I was yeah. a total, the book, the email, that was me. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, and, you know, her processes and her coming to help me out freed me up to to actually spend more time in the field to, to grow our business. And I just, I couldn't be up till midnight anymore doing the books, bidding jobs, you know, rounding up material, loading trucks. It just got to the point where I just, I could not do it anymore. Like I went as long as I could. I pulled my hair out and went some more <laughs> and to the point to where I basically begged her to help me out. Yeah. Todd's being a little shy because he did spend 10 years in the Idaho National Guard. Okay. Which is a branch of the U.S. Air Force. And awesome. he did trouble. Yes. Um, he did troubleshoot the radar system on the Wild Weasel fighter jet, the F 4. So when it was time for him to get out of the military, he actually had a mentor say, Todd, you should become an electrician because a lot of the skills that you learned on the airplane is what you learn in electrical school. So that was um, the seed that got him into the trades was his time with the Air Force. Elena, I can already tell what you add to the business because you just swooped in there to add to what Todd was saying <laughs> without even introducing yourself. So now take a oh. breath, come back and introduce yourself. We want to know who you are and how you got started. Well, I know how you got started because Todd spilled the beans on that. But let's hear your yep. version. Sure. Um, well, my name's Elaine Damshin. So I am president of Mainstream Electric Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing um, here in beautiful Spokane, Washington. And um, in my first life, I was actually a middle school teacher. 
and I taught middle school for eight years and kind of between school teaching down in Southern Idaho and moving back home into Northern Idaho and Coeur d'Alene, um, I had taken a part-time job as a bank teller. Yeah. And during that time is when Todd had a discovery of, oh, I'm going to become an electrician. So he pretty much did things on his own for about gosh, 18 to 24 months. And he just could not do it anymore. And he truly did beg me into the business. And at that time we'd had our daughter and he's like, you can come join the business and be a stay at home mom. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed because that didn't happen. She was in daycare within a few months. But, um, so I did come on board originally and truthfully as the enslaved wife. And, uh, but over time, just really fell in love with the skilled trades. And at that time we were electrical. So we've done electrical for 15 years and we added um, HVAC six years ago and plumbing five years ago. And that's really when our business has taken off. Thank you for telling us uh, about you. Uh, Of course, I already knew all that because we've worked together in the past. And so uh, I'm happy to have you guys part of the show today because we do have a little bit of history together. And the reason I thought of you was because you'd reached out to me a number of years ago and I was reaching out to you at the same time. It's like our, our, our emails were crossing paths. I, I was raising money for something and you guys were raising money for something and we ended up uh, together uh, helping each other. And of course, that's the heart of, of the, the Localpreneur Show. Um, so let's start with, with the big question. How do you guys at Mainstream make an impact in your local community? Well, you know, in a number of ways. One, the business itself is in the home comfort system. So we, you know, uh, we feel like that in itself does it. But with our success from that, we wanted to give back. And we've always just, we always did it through mainstream and, you know, out of our own personal pocket. And it got to be so big, we wanted to help more people out. Yeah. So we formed a, a nonprofit, which is called Miracles for Mainstream. And we're able to help people that are in need, um, elderly people, um, you know, people at low income, um, to get the new furnace or new water heater, uh, when theirs isn't working properly. We have some partnerships with okay. other not, not for profits in our area, like a program in our area called snap Spokane neighborhood action partnership, okay. um, uh, Washington Catholic charities, um, some veteran, um, based services. And, yeah. um, that's how we vet our clients who are actually in need uh, is we get those referrals. And so what miracles from mainstream does is we actually purchase the equipment through miracles from mainstream. And then our company mainstream home services provides the labor. Yeah. So Todd, um, during those 18 to 24 months that you were running around like a chicken with your head cut off, did you ever think that you guys wanted to make this part of your organization? Was this always in the beginning, something you wanted to, to do, or is this something that you guys discovered later on? By the way, 18 to 24 months on your own is, is not long. I, I used, I'm used to hearing 18 to 24 years on, on, <laughs> on their own before they actually get some sense and start bringing in some help. So man, um, you, you displayed some genius there by not, not going more than 24 months before you, you brought some help in. So, uh, good, good on you for that. But what was this, was this giving back, making an impact thing always part of the vision in the beginning or did it come later? And I think it came a little bit later. You know, when you're, when you have a skill like electrician, plumber, HVAC tech, there's people always asking you for, right. you know, your services and you do what you can. Um, 
and, and the other thing is when you own a business here, as you will know, you're always getting phone calls and people asking for money for their philanthropic cause. And you yeah. can only do so much. Yeah. But what we really thought is um, back in the day when we didn't have any money, we didn't have those resources. You gave the, your, your time and talent and being yeah. able to help an organization out of church or an elderly person and just do it for free. Um, I guess let's face it, not everybody can write a check to, to provide that, that philanthropic thing. And, and as electricians or people in the trade, you can do it through that service. And it, it makes a much huger impact, I think, than just writing a check. Absolutely. I think our, give, our giving really took off. Oh, probably maybe it was when we were working with you guys. We came up with um, it's not a new concept, but we called it Zap Gives Back. And because yeah. we had so much demand um, that we said, OK, well, let's have not for profits nominate themselves. And we would put three up a month on the website and they could do the work to drive traffic to our website and do the voting and whoever got the most votes would get $500. And so I think we did that for like six or eight months. And eventually that died off. And we had folks who just wanted to write the check and not do the work. And so we ran out of people to give money to. And so we did give it a break. And of course, here and there, technicians would call and say, hey, can we do a Zap Gives Back? And of course, we always said yes, until COVID came and miracles from mainstream came to life. And um, I do just want to share one story. Our very Please. first miracle from mainstream came right before Thanksgiving two years ago. And it was an elderly woman who uh, before Thanksgiving was staying warm by putting hand warmers wow. um, in her bed at night. And so to get to go and uh, supply an oil furnace in her mobile home and the joy and relief in her face that somebody in the community cared enough about her is just so satisfying and gratifying. And not just for us, because we can provide that, but for our staff who gets to go and do perform a miracle for mainstream. Yeah. And uh, even more recently, we had a veteran who didn't have hot water for three months. And then, you know, okay. these are things that we take for granted. And absolutely. Then, to have the referral come in and just to see the joy in the photo on his face and to know that he gets to enjoy a hot bath is very gratifying. That's what drives us. Absolutely. I love to see organizations put together a system and a process because not only can you do more by doing it that way, but you also, um, you, you keep yourself from getting a little burned out and you can, and you get a more, you get a little bit more traction when you, when you do that. So, Elaine, you brought up a few stories. Uh, I was going to ask you before we move on, is, are there any other um, stories, any miracles from uh, main, mainstream that have made a, a, a lasting impact on you or your team or someone else? Is there a story you like to tell everyone? Um, because look, I, I want the folks who are watching this and, and listening to this to um, have the, the courage to do what you've done and to and have the, they might not have the creativity or the, the, or the experience that you guys have after doing it for so long. Um, so you're actually, you could be guiding them right now. Um, also, you know, there could be people watching this that, that want to come work for you guys. So to me, it's important to get these stories out. So then they know who, who they're interviewing with and what they're signing up for, because I imagine that this is, you don't force everyone to get involved in this at your organization, but I'm sure you, you encourage it 
and the people that probably do the best and, and go the furthest on your team are probably folks that just so happen to get behind this sort of thing because that's the heart and the soul and the vision, um, as far as I can tell, of, of mainstream. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, I want to say two years, probably 18 months ago, we started on a project with Family Promise of Spokane. And they bought a transitional home, uh, needed a new electrical service, which we provided. And we did have our vendor donate the, um, the products for that um, service change. Then we did um, a new water heater, as well as we did a new uh, furnace. And they actually invited me to the ribbon cutting and they had shared that they were able to open this transitional home um, three to four months sooner than they would have been able to without our help. And uh, recently then we also installed an air conditioner as well. And in that particular project, I love that. I know we're happy, we're helping families like for years to come that will come in and out of that transitional home. And that again is super satisfying and knowing that we're helping our community in that way. Why, why is that so satisfying to you guys? Why does that mean the world to you? Oh, I have a saying, um, it's not what we do. It's how we make people feel that's memorable. We that's can't right. take all of this with us to the grave, but what we can do is leave a legacy of love and giving. And yeah. um, that's our goal. And I happen to be born and raised in this community and Todd raised in this community as well. So it's important to both of us to be good stewards and give back. I love that. I love the stewardship piece. And I, I, you're exactly right. I think, I think it was even my Angelo said, people won't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. I hope I got yeah. that quote, right. Um, I should look it up later, but um, you know, the, the whole premise of this podcast is I have seen um, a common thread in the hundreds of home service companies we've worked with over the last decade. And even before that, before Vital Storm was a thing, I did this on my own and I worked with a handful of home service companies and I've seen a common thread and it's, they all eventually get to a place where they're able to give back, but not just some, you know, not peanuts. I mean, it's, they're get, you guys are giving back in a big, big way. And it's coming from a, a place of, of genuine, heartfelt, wanting to do something for the communities they live in. Um, I think that's what's so great about local service companies is you, you live and, and shop and, and go out to eat and work in the same town, and it's important to you, and, and now you even give back in, in that same town. And, you know, everyone I work with, um, you guys we worked with once before, and, and our current partners we work with today, and, and all those that we'll meet in the future, they all come to the table with this entrepreneurial mindset um, but it's not just for building wealth. It's for, it's for, it is for generating wealth, but it's also for making an impact. And I just believe that you reap what you sow. That's just, I've always lived by that. My parents taught me that their parents taught them that I've seen that principle work time and time again. And so, yes, there is that part of it where I, if, Hey, if I want to grow up, I need to, I need to give a bit, but I, I really do see this genuine connection. And that's why I, we, we called this podcast with this terrible name, the local preneur show, because you guys are generating this, 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 this local impact. Um, you're not just generating income and growing a business. You're doing that, but you're also, you're, you're giving back to your community and you're, you're pulling good things out of the soil 
that you guys work in. And I, I think that's amazing. The giving back piece, though, is something that you can see in, in other organizations and, and someone looking from the outside in um, can, can see that that's, that's something you guys do. But I think what gets missed from time to time is not only the impact you make in your community, but the impact you make on your own team. I have seen um, young people join teams and grow more than they would have grown if they would have chosen, chosen another path. Um, uh, whether they've gone to college or gone to work in another industry, um, there's something about the home service industry that gives people an opportunity. Uh, and if they seize that opportunity, that it will, it will pay off for them. I've seen um, plumbers and electricians come on board with one of our partners and make more money than they've ever thought possible. Um, uh, making six figures and, 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 and still growing. And so th there is huge opportunity in this industry and there is huge opportunity at working for an organization like yours that's, that wants to make an impact in people's lives. So um, tell me about that when it comes to your organization and your team. There's got to be one or two or 10 people that stand out in your mind as um, having uh, received a huge impact from being a part of your organization. Um, I, we have, um, someone who's in training to be a call center manager yeah. and she came here about 18, 18 to 24 months ago. Um, and she was making $8 an hour <laughs> and, um, you know, just not, uh, super experienced on the phones and we've just trained her along the way. And here she is going to be making or becoming our call center manager Yeah, and she kills it. I mean, yep. everyone else maybe answers a hundred calls a day and she takes 250, like she's a machine and we can see the blessings in her life as she stands taller in her self-confidence and what she's contributing to our company. Absolutely. And I know it's reciprocal. Yeah. You know, the reason I, I, I laugh when you say that, because I, I've heard that story so many times from partners like you, where there's someone that comes in with little experience because so they're probably not making very much money. And in a matter of a few years, they've really proven themselves. I, yeah. I'm telling you guys, good on them. They're, they're working hard. But I also want to pat you on the back a little bit because you've provided um, an environment. You've provided a platform for these people to come in and apply their skill and it pay off for them. Guys, I, you know, we, we strive to do the same thing within our agency. Um, and some, and because we work so hard to do so, and, and you guys work so hard to do so, I think it's easy for, for us, you know, the founders and CEOs and, and, and owners of these organizations to forget that this is not common, that, um, and we survey our, our people as they come on, we survey them throughout the year. And anytime someone gives us positive feedback about our organization at VitalStorm, one of my first questions back to them was, how does this compare to the last place you worked? I asked that because I want to know, and I want, I want them to also recognize that as well, that, hey, we've all been given a really great opportunity. Let's just, and like you said earlier, um, uh, Elaine, let's be good stewards. Let's steward over this thing. And when you get people that, are, that are, have had impacts made on them, and they're aware of the impact that's being made on the other people on their team, and you guys are all in communication about it, 
you then realize that you're a part of something bigger than yourself. And when it comes to stewarding over the business, whether you're stewarding over your seat on your, on your team, or you're stewarding over the, the finances or whatever area you, you're in charge of as a team member, whether you're in charge of yourself or you're in charge of a team, when, when everyone is bought in and they, they see that this is about something bigger than themselves, then they're, they're, doing, they're doing more. They're protecting this thing and, they're, and they're, they're contributing to the growth of this thing. And that's when you begin to see the exponential growth, not just in revenue, not just in trucks on the road, but you see the, the growth in people's heart. You see growth in people's mindset. You see growth in people's attitude. And then there you go. You've got an organization that you never dreamed of having. And it's just because at one point you decided, hey, we're going to give back and we're going we're gonna to make a difference. And so I, I'm proud of the organization that whether we work with, we worked with you guys in the past or the guys we're working with today or whoever we'll work with in the future. I, I want to showcase that because I'm proud of the work you guys do. I'm proud of the work we do. And I think that we should get the message out, not because we want to pat ourselves on the back, but because we need other organizations to, to witness this so that they will then do it themselves. Um, I have a friend who uh, digs water wells in, in Africa. And I was meeting with him once and I said, Todd, do you understand? I read something that kind of punched me in the gut. It kind of hurt a little bit. He, he said, tell me about it. So here's what I read. I read that um, if you take just in, within the United States. And so I, listen, I don't know, I don't know your, your background. Um, you guys don't know much of mine uh, when it comes to uh, faith and, and church and things like that. And I think you can be a giver, whether you're a part of a church or not. Um, but if you just take the, the number of, of Americans that, um, that identify as Christian, and if each one of those was to give uh, 10% of their income, that, that to some people, that's a, that's a ton of money. And to others, it's, it's not as much. Um, it is a significant amount of money. If they were to do so, the, the stat said within a matter of just three to four years, you name the problem on planet Earth, it could get resolved. And I shared that with him a little bit discouraged. And he looked at me and he said, man, don't be discouraged. Uh, first of all, why do we ever blame, blame God for letting people in Africa live without water? We've got all the resources here. He said, Josh, I want to encourage you, man, that, there, that the resources uh, are here. They're, they're, they're out there for us to put our hands on. We just got to be able to bring those to the people that need them. And so I, I want to get, I want to see every organization we work with and beyond get involved in making an impact in their community by, by giving back, but also recognizing the, the deep impact they can make on their team members. Um, so look, this is supposed to be an interview, not a lecture. I, I, and I, I tend to talk a lot. I want to, I want to take a, take a minute here, shut up and, and see what else I can hear from you guys on this topic. Uh, so everyone who's watching will learn more about what mainstream's doing. Um, actually, the original seed of giving and being a servant came from my first year of school teaching. Okay. I had a room mom. Her name was Irene. And Irene's husband uh, was in the Vietnam War and suffered from severe PST. Is it PSTD or PTSD? PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. And, um, anyway, they made very little income and, um, I had their son in my class and that 
every single holiday, she had something to give to me, whether it was banana bread, pumpkin bread, cookies. And she was in my classroom every Friday, working half day to a whole day, just making me look good doing all those side projects. And in fact, she ended up working in my classroom for five years, even when her kids weren't in my classroom. Mm -hmm. And she was a true definition of a servant where she didn't have money to give, but she had time and talent. And that really was the seed um, that was planted in me that I wanted to give back regardless of what our income level was going to be. And so, um, there's that verse out there that says when much is, when much is given, much is required. And, you know, if our, if our community is going to give us the pleasure and honor of being in business by using our services, we want to give back. It, It just is a reciprocal relationship. We can't just keep taking you know, Elaine, you're not obligated to think that way. Um, you're not obligated to reward the community for allowing you to be in business. But I'm telling you, with that mindset, you're you will you'll you'll never you'll never go wrong. You'll you'll and, and I would not be surprised that those who have that mindset somehow grow in ways that they never imagined they would grow, and they grew through times where it was uncertain if anyone was going to grow because there's just something about generosity and there's something about the right mindset um, because you're not obligated to think the way you just said, but the, but it's better that we do think that way. Right. And I think even this, I don't know if it's called a step, but a a trait before that is to truly just love human beings. And we have to be able to see human beings who are in need and see them with empathy and approach them with empathy. Um, And I guess that's the first step or the first stage um, in looking at humanity and saying, gosh, we're so blessed and we want to give back because here's another human being that has heart. We have to have that human connection. You know, you, you guys are contractors. We're an ad agency, advertising agency, marketing agency. Um, you know, I, I, this conversation is not something I would, would, would expect on a podcast by either one of us. And that's why I think that this conversation is so great. And we need to have many more of these conversations. Um, let me ask you guys this. Uh, someone's watching right now and they're thinking, you know what? I started this business uh, by myself or I took it over from my parents, my dad. Um, I have these dreams of growing it. And also I have a dream of, of being able to give back one day when we're in the position to do so, we want to do so. What would you tell that person today? Who's listening? I'd say start right now. (laughs) What's what's stopping you? Like you have some sort of talent that you can give back to, um, the community with why, I mean, why wait? Like, you know, um, just go ahead and just, just start giving. And, you know, a lot of our giving isn't always through the business, right? It's not about money or it's not about the install, but I mean, I've been part of the red hot Mamas, a local dance group and <laughs> we've represented Idaho and George W's first inaugural parade. I've been part of the blazing divas and I was represented Idaho, you know, in the Pearl Harbor 75th commemorative parade. And so there's a lot of different volunteer things that we do and that we're actively, that we actively participate in, in our community. Um, 
for, for personal reasons too, but we know that we represent our business when we're out there, but that's not why we're out there. Yeah. Like we, like also we're on the board, we're on the board of explore the trades, which is an organization that helps get young people or anybody, not just young people, but anybody interested in the trades Yeah, and to understand, and understand how to do that. And, and you said it earlier, it, it doesn't just have to be money. It can be time, talent, or treasure. And mm-hmm. so I, I love it, Todd, get started now. Uh, there's something you can do now, especially right now. Uh, you know, we're recording this during the holiday season. I'm not quite sure when this is going to air, but, you know, there's so many opportunities during the holiday season to do so. There's opportunities every month, all throughout throughout the year. And, you know, you guys don't have to volunteer at all the extracurricular things you do. But I'm telling you, that's the mindset that puts you in a place to see the world differently, to um, handle stress differently, to make plans differently. And it's no surprise that you guys are part of a um, healthy growing organization because you yourselves have that mindset. And look, there's gotta be some sort of magic working over there for you guys to be husband and wife and still in love with each other. And and not only that, but you guys, you guys um, host a podcast about that topic. And so uh, you guys, I mean, there, there's, it's not just, it's not just that you want to do good in business. It's that you you want to do good in life. You you, you want to yes. leave a mark. You want to make an impact. And it, anyone that ever thought a plumber couldn't do so, well, think again. Anybody thought an electrician couldn't do so, think again. We we make an impact no matter what we do. It's all in the how we we live. And, and Elaine, you brought it you brought it up earlier. Just just loving people and just caring about them, caring about your your team members caring about the the customers that you go and see. Now, look, we all have those team members that probably ruffle our feathers. We all have those customers that we never want to see again. But at the end of the day, they're people just like us. And somebody's yeah. got to care about them. And we're, I think we're in a position to to do so. And and just by doing so, um, it, it puts us in a, in a better place. But there's another commitment too, to being the best version of ourselves. So whether, you know, leaders are readers and we don't necessarily read the same books, but like I, for example, have had a Tony Robbins life coach for five years. And that's been an amazing journey to overcoming my own mental limitations about life, business relationships. And I know Todd's utilized a life coach through Tony Robbins organization as well. And so it's just constantly seeking, how do I be better today than I was yesterday? When we showcase generosity like this, I think that people will watch and go, I, I want that. I, you know, I, I, I want, I, I want to strive to make an impact in that way. Um, I think you guys, and just what you just said, have sort of revealed this kind of underlying secret to um, what it takes to be generous. And it's, it's not just um, having ample time to invest or um, a lot of talent to give or a lot of money to, to donate. I think it also comes with a, a big uh, dose of being willing to look in the mirror and say, I haven't got it all figured out. I want to be better myself. I want to grow better. And I think that we'd find a correlation between people who work on themselves and people who care about other people. Um, and so I think that that's, that's an unexpected um, insight into what it takes to, to have an organization that makes an impact in, in the local community. You got to have leaders that want to grow themselves. Guys, I, I really appreciate y'all sharing this. I told you that uh, we would only come on for a limited amount of time. I know you're busy. You got to get back to it. 
Um, I, I just I couldn't thank you enough for being a part of the the Localpreneur Show. This is a new podcast that we're getting off the ground. Again, we didn't want to just launch another marketing podcast, and you guys probably didn't want to contribute to a contractor's podcast. This is this is something different, and I hope that this right here will also be a resource that you can invest in, that I can invest in, to to um, to also creating that that flywheel of generosity. So my hope is that folks will watch this, that run a business like you and see that you're doing it and go, hey, I can do that too. So so thank you for your time. I'm going to send you guys a book. It's called The Strangest Conduit. It's a book uh, written by Gus Antos and Mark Robinson of what used to be Milestone Electric, but now is just Milestone because they do electrical, plumbing, um, HVAC, they do windows and, and roofing and well, whatever they do, whatever can be done, they do it. Uh, and these yeah. guys um, are huge givers themselves. And that book is all about how that they look at their organization as that opportunity that was served up to them to steward over and make an impact. And so I'd love to send you guys a, each a copy of that just as a thank you for being a part of the Localpreneur Show. Um, but Todd, Elaine, thank you guys so much and I look forward to the, um, I think there's going to be hundreds of thousands of views on just your episode. What do you say? <laughs> I, I, I believe it. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. Thank you so All much. Right.